0: Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is January 20th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well. Um, Man, it is cold. I'm freezing today. Uh, Middle of the week, we are like hitting 60 degrees. And I didn't know what to do. I took the beanie off. And now here we are. I'm freezing again. Um, But hey, that's okay. Um, Other than that, you know, we're pretty cozy. We're cool. We're chilling, quite literally. Sorry, I had to do it. Um, But yeah, this was a good week for moi, for myself. Um, Food corner. Um, Let's see. I did start off Sunday. You know, after the podcast, I went and got some food. I went and got some thaw. Now, I did do the details already on Monday for the Patreon episode, so we're gonna kind of skip that. I'm paywalling my food corner, I'm sorry. But um, today, I treated myself because I was kind of on a little bit of a time crunch. Um, I got some Wendy's, and it was a good old decent meal, and I'm really happy that it was decent. Um, that's really all I asked for for my fast food. I don't, I don't want the world, I just want Wendy okay i just wanted to do her job and i'm happy with that that's all i asked for and they delivered so we we got no worries i got a chicken sandwich spicy chicken sandwich i got a big bacon classic and i got a large fry and a large lemonade so i was i was i was satisfied um i will say man it, it's it's crazy to like order things and remember what they were like you know as i get older and like i cannot believe that for all that I was like 20 bucks it's like uh, (laughs) um but hey like i said you can't put a price on a decent meal okay well you can but enjoying it is priceless i don't know there's i'm sure there's some cute antidote i could make there um let's see let's get into some news let's talk about some stuff that's going on um, as usual, for the top of the, you know, the weekend episodes, I um usually wind up talking about Ukraine. um, a bit of a get a little bit of a catch up, I guess you could say. It's been a pretty active week. Um, let's see from Reuters, uh death toll from strike on Ukraine apartment block rises to 40. So this is one of the bigger strikes that have taken place over the past like three months um it was very massive in terms of like the toll that it took um you know as usual the kremlin says hey we weren't targeting civilian infrastructure that wasn't what we were trying to do yet lo and behold you hit a bunch of civilian infrastructure uh took place in the ukrainian city of dnipro uh let's see and it rose to 40 on monday uh with dozens more missing um it seemed like pretty soon into the effort of trying to like you know save people find people they've pretty much had to shift to like a recovery mode because you know it, it under these circumstances it's just not much you can really do not to mention there's already other extenuating circumstances that are going on it's not like these strikes happen and everything just stops and there's peace to collect yourself you know like this is a constant ongoing situation and you're you're just doing the best you can to then shift to just recovering and picking up the pieces quite literally Um, but, uh, this took place as well, like it kind of coincided with a big clamoring from other countries. And it's also mentioned throughout the other articles that we're going to go through as well about, um, the, um, you know, what's the next phase of supplying Ukraine. And there's been a lot of talk of tanks. So I believe, um, Britain started off first. They have a specific name for their tank that they were sending out and um, it then kind of quickly followed suit where it's like, well, other countries want to get involved and they want to send their tanks, but the best tanks or the tanks that they want to send are these Leopard 2 tanks that are German-made tanks. And they can't send those German-made tanks without permission from Germany. And Germany's like, mm, I don't know. That's such a bad look. That makes us look very bad. It puts us in an awkward spot. And I think they kind of play a little bit of football with um, America, and they say, "Well, if they're if the Americans are okay with sending the M1 Abrams tanks over, then mm, we'll probably send over our Leopard 2 tanks." Like, yeah, you know, it makes sense, right? But then America's like, "Oh, well, you see." It's not going to do much good for us to send our tanks over. The amount of extra training time would be, like, kind of hard. It's even more time. That's already an issue that they have, you know, sending some of the equipment over. They have to train Ukrainian soldiers on how to use it. And, you know, by that point, you know, the war, things have already escalated, changed, you know, adapted, yada, yada, yada. So they're like, well, maybe we don't, maybe they don't need to get those tanks. So that's kind of been a limbo situation of the week. People have been talking about it um let's see here anything else i wanted to glean from this article before i move to the next um okay yeah they're called challengers those are the british tanks um 14 yeah supply of 14 challenger 2 tanks and other hardware including hundreds more armored vehicles and advanced air defense missiles to accelerate ukrainian success um let's see some more ukrainian news um as well from Reuters. ukraine helicopter crash kills interior minister in kiev as fighting rages on in east now this wasn't um necessarily like like a russian situation or anything like this it seemed like there was a technical if, difficult like, issue that took place with the helicopter not necessarily maybe with like actual vehicle failure of the helicopter but like i think they were in like a really dense fog situation maybe i don't know i haven't gotten a full explanation i don't think this is really explained here in this article but um essentially they had to like force land this helicopter and they wind up like pretty much crash landing i've heard it called a kindergarten by some reports and this report they say a nursery um in a uh, suburb of the capital, Kiev, and um, it was just a really sad situation. Um, 14 people were killed, I think, as well, um, including a child from, you know, said nursery kindergarten building. So, just really sad, you know, to see that situation take place. And I mean, obviously, like I said, but you know, in the top of this article, this wasn't necessarily, you know, at the hands of you know, Russian artillery or anything like that. But it's a situation where they're going to, I think they were going to an area, you know, a site to do stuff. Yeah. And this, this whole thing happens. So it was one of those things where it did kind of strike me like, man, like there's a timeline where this just doesn't happen. Like obviously none of this happens. There's just so much loss of life. There's so much changes, but there's just, it's just one of those things where I was like, man, that's fucking crazy. Like there's so many little fucking shitty things that can happen and take place any given day, you know, related to just this, this fucking war situation. Um, so obviously, I know I'm kind of just heaping on the bummers here, but, um, I mean, yeah, it was definitely a sad situation and I, I hate to be glib here or whatever. Maybe this is the worst time to try to add levity, but I will tell you, I will tell you, this is adding to the stack for me to never, ever, ever in my life. I'm never, I don't think I'm ever going to set foot on a helicopter. I'm just not trying to. Like, this is further just proof that it doesn't matter who you are. Like, if you're stepping onto one of these things, you're really going with whatever higher power you choose. I don't know. It's just, it's not for me. I've been on a plane one time. I didn't hate that experience. Oh, technically twice, you know, there and back. Um, I didn't love the experience, didn't hate it, but I will tell you, I get the feeling I would feel less safe on a helicopter, and ever since Kobe, R.I.P., I'm just not on it. I'm just not about it. Um, so yeah, um, closing out the Ukraine stuff, though, um, let's see, from the BBC, Ukraine war, Ukraine admits pulling out of frontline town of Soledar, um, this is an update, you know, from some Ukraine stuff we were talking about, I believe, last week uh, with the salt mining town of Solidar. More or less like we were talking about, it was more or less a Pyrrhic victory for the Russian side. Um, it looked like they were they had control over it, but essentially the Ukrainians occupying the outside. Um, it's looking like they're pulling back to kind of like, you know, recalibrate, maybe do a counteroffensive. But it really looks like more or less... What Russia wanted was to have this toll hold so that they could get closer to Bakhmut and potentially take Bakhmut, which is like a neighboring town. Something we have kind of mentioned, I really didn't have like a full grasp on it, but I feel like, okay, like this is what's happening. This is the, the motivation for taking Solidar, even though it's such a, like a small thing, you didn't really gain anything by glassing this town and taking it. Um, but here you are, you have it. Now what are you going to do with it? They're going to try to push for Bakhmut um, you know, time remains to be seen there, um, also another thing that was kind of throughout these three articles was, um, Zelensky went to the World Economic Federation meeting thing, I think it took place in Davos, Switzerland, um, you know, essentially big meeting of the minds, talking about money and shit, I don't know, I I didn't get too deep on it, um, but um, he obviously mentions, you know, the situation's kind of going on at hand, um, you know, Ukraine is constantly having to ask for aid. It is a nonstop thing. Um, something, you know, we covered last year, you know, a lot of, of that, um, how this is something that is going to be an ongoing thing. It's not like people are talking any peace right now, but that is the only thing that's going to end this conversation. Um, unless you, you, unless, I hate to say it, like, unless you see Russia literally go hog wild in the next phase of their campaign and just do the worst, most shit. Uh, which I obviously hope doesn't happen. But like, that's the only real way to accelerate this because all Ukraine can do is hold down the fort and just try to take back places that get taken. Um, And they hope that that exhausts Russia enough so that they finally say, you know what, this isn't worth the time. Um, That kind of looks like where it's at right now. Um, You know, as always, week to week, we'll keep it posted. Um, Let's see, let's move on to the latter half of the episode. I'm gonna take a little break a little early, give myself a treat. Oh yeah. Woo. Okay. So whew. From GOP to shooter. Um, That's what we're getting into here. Uh, We're we're getting back to the States. um, Albuquerque, New Mexico to be exact. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. From the Associated Press. Ex-GOP candidate arrested in shootings at lawmakers' homes. So I believe this was a grand total of four lawmakers' homes that wind up getting shot by this man and or his associates that he hires to do it um i know i say hey if you try to hire a hitman it, it's going to go poorly for you in this situation i will say this guy proves exception to the rule and the hitman wind up doing the shooting uh luckily though no one was hurt but i will say i, I heard these shootings described on the daily and my fucking god like because these are like suburban towns like these aren't like people who were in any way shape or form ready for this kind of shit not that I'm saying that anyone should be prepared for that that, that should be okay but obviously this is some shell shock shit for them all because this guy the Solomon Pena guy 39 years old um essentially he was salty he was on that he was on that Cary Lake pack he was smoking it he said you know what This whole election was rigged. There's no way. There's no way that I lost by forty-seven. No, forty-eight percent. There's no shot. There's no shot. I lost by that much for landslide. This is rigged. Um. So he couldn't believe it, and he went to a couple of the lawmakers' houses, I think, like unannounced, saying like, "Hey, um, this shit is is rigged. I I have the evidence." And they're like, "Dude, no." (laughs) And um. And that's when the shooting started, I guess. Um, so yeah, Pena decided, hey, I'm going to do my own justice. I'm going to like terrorize these people. Um, so he commissions these guys to do it. And then also in the process of doing it, I believe he gets pulled over. And they're also able to track his phone. They're also able to track casings and the weapons that they found with these guys. And they just, this is just, it's all bungled. It's all fucking fucks for this guy. He's, he's toast. This guy's toast. Like, um, allegedly whatever, but I, I, I mean, come on. I, you see these, you see the talk here and time I've heard it, this just feels so like such a slam dunk situation. Like we got this guy dead rights. He clearly had a vendetta. Like the motive is very evident. And, um, yeah, it's just crazy that the extremism is just so bold faced now, you know, people just feel so entitled to do this kind of shit. Uh, I I don't know what the answer is, you know. Like I I don't have the answers here on as you said. Wow, surprise. I know. But like it, it boggles my mind that people are willing to be so upset and so in a fervor and a frenzy, whatever it is that's motivating them and they get and they decide to go to this level of violence. It's it's crazy to me. Um so yeah, really starting off this year with a bang. Um but speaking of bangs, uh we got to take it back to last year. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. From NBC News, Alec Baldwin to be charged with manslaughter and fatal shooting on the set of Rust, DA says. Uh, Baldwin was rehearsing with a pistol while filming Rust in New Mexico in October 2021 when it went off, killing cinematographer Halnia Hutchins and wounding the director. Now, two other people are also set to be charged. Uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. And then also, and she was the um, armorer um, who was in charge of the weapons on the set. And then also the assistant director, David Halls. But David Halls has signed a plea agreement uh, for the charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. So, um let's see but it's likely to lead to six months of probation said the prosecutors um he's also agreed to testify for the state which is a big deal essentially that was the guy that they decided to say hey he's probably the least culpable and the most useful to us so we're gonna lean on him and it worked and now they are pursuing with their case against the other two now um let's see here i think they do have statements here um this decision distorts Hana Hushin's tragic death and represents a terrible miscarriage of justice, according to a statement by Baldwin's attorney, Luke Nykus. Um, Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie set. He relied on the professionals with whom he worked who he assured who assured him the gun did not have live rounds we will fight these charges and we will win um let's see and then there is a statement from jason bowles great name for an attorney um who is Gutierrez reed's attorney hannah is and has always been very emotional and sad about this tragic accident but she did not commit involuntary manslaughter these charges are the result of a very flawed investigation and an 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 and inaccurate understanding of the full facts. We intend to bring the full truth to light, and believe Hannah will be exonerated of the wrongdoing wrongdoing by the jury by a jury. Sorry about that. Um, now the punishment here is pretty pretty stacked. Potentially, they are facing anywhere between 18 months to five years um, for involuntary manslaughter, but the, like, the, there, the are two charges. There's a second charge because of the firearm. And essentially they're saying, because that was involved, we're potentially going to max you out at a five-year penalty. Now, I mean, it kind of remains to be seen, um, you know, how this trial is going to go. Um, I have some speculations. My, my guess here is that either there's going to be some kind of plea deal by both of the parties, by the Baldwin, you know, Goodyear's Reed situation. I think both parties are probably maybe going to plead or something, potentially, to just cop it. and You don't do any jail time. You just admit, hey, gotta, get a gotta. Because um, I, I don't know. I just kind of don't see this going fully. Maybe not, though. Maybe it does go to trial. Then what does that look like? I don't think, though, he's, even if he gets found guilty, I don't think this sentencing would be like we're gonna maximize it. Like, I don't know. call me crazy. I'm just saying I'd be surprised if it goes to a full conviction in the sentencing they just try to throw the full ass, you know, weight of five years on them. Um that being said, I do believe that the prosecution has a case. I don't think that they would have done the research, taken the time here and and not pursued it, thinking that they have a half of a bag. I think they have clearly a set here and, and it's even been shown that it's like look you guys ran a loose and reckless situation here um there's talk that you had and, and we can talk i guess about the gun too we've talked about it before but essentially the gun is a real gun but you're supposed to have blank bullets so essentially things that just you shoot them and they're just more or less cap and you're just getting smoke you're not getting any action you're not actually getting a bullet um that is what Alec Baldwin believed, he was firing, but there's protocols that were definitely lapsed, and I think Alec Baldwin's kind of playing on the whole thing, well, I'm the actor, I'm not supposed to be the guy who's doing all these checks, someone told me that this was a gun that was ready to fire, and it was, you know, it was good to go, so I believe that, but at the end of the day, like I said, I think it is believed in the business. Like you're supposed to check these things. You're supposed to know these things, especially in situations where it's documented that this gun has been quote unquote misfiring or having issues. So you, you need to be extra mindful. Like this is a working set. This is an environment where these protocols can be met or people could get hurt. Like what happened, like what happened with Hutchins, And then also the director who got hit. Um, now with the directors, there's no beat. There's no charges being filed there. It's, just, it's specifically for Hutchins. So, I do believe that there is definitely criminal negligence here. You know, we've talked about that with the SBF situation, you know, on his stuff. He's like, oh, I goofed. I'm just, I'm just so stupid. You know, I made a mistake and I was so in the weeds. like, okay, dude, but you were so in the weeds with money to, to a level so high that people's lives were at stake and you didn't care. You made grievous mistakes. And I think, and that's a whole other can of fucking spaghetti, but here- Baldwin's, like, leaned in saying, like, no, like, I didn't make a mistake here. Like, something was wrong, but the finger should not be pointed at me. And and the fact that he's even gone as far as to say that he did not pull the trigger. And it's like, bro, that's kind of damning. That is a bold line in the sand. That is a crazy hard hill to live and die on. Because literally the FBI didn't investigate. They were involved in this investigation. And... Um, at least, I think I think it was the FBI here. I might be getting the, 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 al- the alphabet wrong here. But essentially, they, they tested the gun. They checked the gun and did all the inspection. And they came back and they said, there is no way that this gun fired without the trigger being pulled. They made it like a factual statement to say that. So then it makes what Baldwin said a outright lie that he is just defending. That he's just out and out defending. That's part of the reason why I wanted to read his quote because it kind of goes to show that it's like he's still defending his innocence, but he has changed a little bit how he has. Because he said like he said that in interviews. Like He's like, I didn't pull the trigger. I just didn't do it. I would never do that. And it's like, but you clearly did. The gun was in your hand. Like, that's all on camera, dog. Like, sadly. Um... So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely curious now that this has become an actual charge, how it's going to develop in terms of, like, you know, is there going to be a trial? Or what's going to happen? Gada, gada, yada. yada, yada. Um, but that's more or less all we got. Um, yeah, shoom, zooming through today. Uh, let's see. I'm going to shift into shield mode. Um, Patreon.com, so it's Isaiah News. If you want to catch any bonus content that I cook up, um like i say i talk about some extra food i talk about some extra news um patreon.com isaiah news i don't know if i just said that um also you get discord access also you get uh shout outs at the top of the month all the newsies they get to hear all the cool stuff they get the roll call and you can plug whatever you want to during that time so um just let me know and um yeah that's on the patreon if you'd like that free way to hit me up uh Gmail dot com says so isaiah news oh gosh i can't even do a gmail.com right isaiah news one at gmail.com there you go decipher that <laughs> it's been a long day sorry um and then of course the easy brainless smooth ways to find me facebook twitter all those you can find me or the podcast pretty easily on there so um yeah that's pretty much all we got uh hopefully i see you soon for some more good news i love you bye Mwah!